0: In this podcast episode, we're going to talk about how Discount Hire has helped me grow my detailing business. This is a detailing business class podcast. Woo! Woo! And before we start this episode, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Jobber. Now, we've been using Jobber in our business for almost four years now. This is a software that basically runs our entire business. And before Jobber, so let's say five, six, seven years ago it was a much different process. I was manually inputting all the customer's information in something like Google Sheets or a Google Calendar. And don't get me wrong, when you're just getting started, a free resource like that is fine. It's gonna get the job done. But as your business grows and you get more customers and you have a lot more things going on, it really helps to have a more robust, organized system to keep track of everything. So that's where we use job. It just, you're able to just spend more time actually working on your business versus trying to keep track. And at least with me, trying to keep my Google sheet organized, making sure all the customer's information are in the right line. So if you want to have a more organized business and you want to make sure you're spending more time growing and working on your business and not just keeping track of a spreadsheet like me, then you can give Jobber a try. You can get a free 14-day trial plus 20% off your first six months by clicking the description box down below if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're on just listening to this, then you can check the show notes down below. Thank you, Jobber. And now let's get started with the episode. And welcome back to another podcast episode. Um, actually, this morning, we went to go detail uh, a um, a GX480, I believe, out as a, as a mobile job. So we just got it back. So Um, my body temperature is actually pretty hot right now, but we are ready to go because we missed last week's. Well, we uploaded a podcast episode on Tuesday thinking I was also going to upload one on Thursday, but we missed Thursday and now we're back to uploading another one on hopefully Thursday because I'm shooting this the day before it's supposed to be published. And that's actually a big pet peeve of mine of, um, like I, I, I hate it when we have to like shoot, edit and publish everything within 24 hours. I like being ahead of time. So um typically what and i said this in another episode where like if we can it's it's it helps out a lot when we shoot like four episodes at a time that way for like a month we have enough content that we've got to edit and publish versus shooting it anyways thank you for being on this episode here we're going to talk about how discounts hire has helped me grow my detailing business so um of all the places i've ever worked um from like you know, Tutti Fruity as my first job to some agents, some marketing agencies to um, uh, working with another detailer. Um, of all the places, Discount Tire is by far where I learned the most about operations, systems, SOPs. Um, like I learned every like the best lessons I've learned has came from the year that I worked at Discount Tire. Um, and then just to put it into perspective, like n- no matter how many books or movies I would have watched or read about business or, um, like wherever I consumed information about operations or SLPs or systems, I would have not gotten as much experience from those things as I did working full time at Discount Tire for that one year. So like, I I really hold that the lesson that I learned there pretty, pretty close to my chest as far as like modeling what they do, but in the detailing space. And that's a good tip that you can take away. Like if if you're currently working at a job, you know, whether whether you like the job or not, um, whatever job that is, even if it's at Jack in the Box, right? Like if you hate Jack in the Box and you hate the place and you hate the, the 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 employee whatever the case may be, right? But there's still like hundreds. Of Jack in the Box locations across America, right? And you know, they they're, they still have like systems and management and like what. So like, even if you hate wherever you work at, right? Try to look at the structure, at the system of at the operations of like how things are being ran. And you know, if you disagree with everything, that in itself is a lesson as well. Because at and I kind of I mentioned this place quite often, but at the carpet cleaning place that I used to work at, that place had zero operations. That place had zero systems. That place had zero SOPs. That that like the worst uh, 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 work culture, the management was terrible. But with like, with all those bad things in place, I was able to learn and realize what you shouldn't do, right? So if you're at a place that you aren't happy about or like it's poorly ran, well, pinpoint what those things are and just take note of them, right? Not that you can take action of them, but but like, oh, okay, so I, I, yeah, like maybe you shouldn't have uh, uh, um, a bias, biasness towards employees. Maybe you shouldn't just let the, the the good workers do whatever they want just because they're good. Um. So look at the good and bad and see like just, you know, kind of, Uh, absorb like how they're running their business, their operations, their, their company and see it in what way you can fit that into your detailing business. Because a lot of times when I give you guys examples, I don't, I don't, I, I try not to pull from other detailing businesses. I talk about construction, architectures, barbers. I talk about like, you know, anything else outside of detailing, because you can gain a lot of inspiration or examples or like just better analogies through another industry because like they're doing things at a higher scale at a higher level, um, with higher frequency, a higher production. Um, so don't just look at detailers and be like, okay, well how, how do they do things? I like, know, go, go look at restaurants, go look at, you know, uh, um, um, you know, uh, automotive, um, manufacturers and how they produce vehicles. Like go look at other industries and see how are they running their business and how can you fit that to yours? Like how, how do they train someone at Starbucks? How do they train someone at discount tire? How do they train someone as an EMS tech? How do they train someone as a whatever and say, okay, this is their processes this is how they do things. Here's how they go about things. And how can you apply that to your detailing business? Um, So that's, you know, that's kind of how I think, think about discount tire. Um, so hopefully wherever you are, whether you like it or not, try to take away some key points of that business into your own business. So, um, so one story I always remember is, um, and this is, goes back to like how I carry things from over there to here, is that there was specifically one employee that that we worked with. His name was Mike, um, and Mike just every day, right? Because we we they would open up the doors at eight a.m. and every day, I kitchen every time I worked with this guy, right? And like every time, like him and I were on the same crew, like in the same bay. I knew that we were just about to be flying the entire shift because no matter what day it was, what time it was, how busy the ve- the day was, no matter whether it was a dually or a like small little car, like no matter what vehicle was brought into our bay, Mike was already always like laser focused, cranked out his mind on some monsters, ready to just go to town and work. I mean, every day, just no like there's two things in life, you know, right, that the sun's going to go up, the sun's going to go down. Another thing you knew for certain is that Mike, once those bay doors opened up, he was going full speed. Nothing is stopping him. If you do slow down, he'll work around you. Like, you're not stopping Mike. Um, And you think about it, it's like, not that, you know, not that you're going to hold everyone to that level. But, like, imagine if you had, if your standard of operations, as far as, like, how your team members work, had the mindset of Mike, right? Right. Of and and not that you're you're gonna hire people that are like Mike, but you hold the standard in your operations of Mike, right? So like if if you want people to be, you know, efficient or, 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 or work fast or you know, kind of, you know, be in a team environment and to push them and to, you know, make sure everyone's doing the job and no matter if it gets a little hot or a little long or a little, you know, whatever the case may be, like everyone's still working hard and putting their best effort. If you want that kind of employee, like you got to instill that kind of culture into that into your into your work environment. Um. So, so I'm not saying like, oh, go look for a mic. I'm saying you should have your standards in your business as however you want. But like, I'm just using example here as Mike. Where it's like, yes, yeah, like, hey, every day you come in here, we're gonna be la- we're gonna be locked in, laser focused. We're gonna we're gonna do our best job on this vehicle, whether it's the interior, exterior, just a paint correction. We're gonna send the headlights, whatever the case may be. Once we're here, we're locked in on this vehicle, and we're gonna do the the, the best job that we can based on what the customer is expecting. That way, the the customer's satisfied, happy, and they refer us somewhere else. Like that. That's the main goal of what we're doing here. Um. So having that kind of mindset, that kind of um, that kind of kind of baseline or that kind of uh, expectations of your team is very important, right? Because you can also contrast that to other places that I worked at, like the uh, like the carpet cleaning place, and it was the complete opposite of that, right? Like no one really cared about their job. Everyone was like just unmotivated to work. You could just tell the people there when they got in the van so we can go out to to, to the field, when they got back to the warehouse, when they cleaned their equipment, like you could just look around and say, wow, like absolutely no one wants to be here. Absolutely no one wants to be here. Like everyone without a shadow of a doubt hates this place. And it's like, that's a big part of how you run your organization right? Like trying to give people like a purpose to be there. And again, like, it sounds funny, right? But like at the place that I worked at, there was maybe 20, 30, 40 full-time techs working at a given time. And most of them just did not like that place. And it's not like, it's it's not to say like, okay, yeah, you have to, you know, these people are going to work here for the rest of the life or or like that you expect someone to stay here for like 10 years. But it's like you, when you're building your business or building a team, it's like you try to you want it to be like a win-win situation, right? So it's like whatever you can do to like facilitate growth in them as an individual will make them not care about carpet cleaning, right? But more so of care about the job and care about the brand and the and the company that they're working at so that they can do a better job, so they can actually take ownership of what they're doing. So it's not like saying you have to go and find someone that loves detailing, that loves cleaning cars and that they have to be passionate about it. Like that's not what you're looking for what you're looking for is someone that it like understands your vision that wants to see a small company grow and that they believe in what you're saying and, and and believe in you and that they're willing to work hard and put in the effort because they want to see you succeed. And because they want, they believe in you and they have confidence in you, they're going to do their job to the best of their ability. Again, it's not saying they love detailing or they're passionate about detailing. It's that you instill that kind of vision and, and that kind of work environment or that work culture within your team. Um, so Another thing that I took away from them is their their actual... So, like, the way it would work is that um, you had a... I think... I forgot what what their official name was, but you had just techs. Um, And this was a person that would just change tires, right? That's, like... That's that's the entry-level positions that you had. Um, From there, the next step would be just a a crew chief. So you're managing, like, an entire team or, or like, a, a bay of techs. So a tech... For the most part would literally like they don't talk to customers they just take the tires off change them put them back on right they just they do the, the the grunt work so to speak the crew chief is the one that goes and gets the vehicle from the parking lot gets the vehicle from the parking lot brings it in to the bay they or they go over the work order with what they're going to get so they tell the the the, the text, hey like pull off the front tires rotate the rear to the front um and we're going to put tires obviously in the in the rear tire in the rear wheels and then the crew chief would also go and pull the tires from the stock and put it in in uh at the at the at the bay so the techs can can use those tires so although the crew chief still did det- uh, detail <laughs> they they would change tires their main priority was put in the vehicle turn in the vehicle to the customer so when they'll, they'll pull the vehicle to the front and say hey uh is Oscar here and then you know hey I'm here and then they hey we changed all your tires yada 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 and they're on their way um, so they pull the vehicle, deliver the vehicle, and talk to the customer. Tell the techs what to do, and then pull the tires from the stock. Um, and then, and and, that, and that's actually why we have the position here called the crew leader they over here. That they have crew chief over here, crew leader, where you're still detailing, but you're you're now in charge of like an, like a like an entry level tech, an entry level detailer, and you'll talk to the customer, you accept payment. So that that's where that kind of came from. Um, next is you had the sales reps. Um, and the thing that like, that really like drove the point home with it, with them is that no matter how busy the day was, I mean, it doesn't matter if we were down one or two or three, uh, texts, it doesn't matter if it was like on a site uh, on a site on a, on a Monday special or whatever is that the sales reps, the sales team, their job was to always sell. It did not matter how, how short staffed you were. Or how busy it was, or how long the line was, or how long the average the average uh, vehicle is taking to get out. Their job is to sell, and that's it. Um. So, like, I, I remember plenty of times where, like, I mean, we just have like a, a long line, and the like the the store owner would just be like, "Hey, like they're gonna they're gonna keep on selling, so like you guys have to catch up catch up to the work." Um. And speaking of the store owner, um. It was it, it was great to see because like the store owner never changed tires like he was never a tech his job was to make sure that the sales team was always selling and that like over overall that the store was run that it was functioning, but he would never actually do like any dirty work or anything like change tires or anything like that. Um, so with that, one thing that like one thing that 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 really like kind of shines a light on like having a proper work culture is that even though like even if we were busy even if we were short one or two texts, it didn't matter to him because he, he like he would always say like, like, he needs those cars out faster, basically, right? Now, the great thing about that though is that everyone had a great relationship with him. Like as hard as he pushed us, and remember at this time, I was like 19. So it's not like, you know, this was like a long time ago, but um, as as hard as he made everyone work, right? Like like if you were there at his store, right? I don't know about any other entire location, but if you were at where he was at, um you would work and if you if you weren't a hard worker you would not be like they, like we'd see people get fired because they just didn't have that kind of tenacity to work hard but everyone had a great relationship with him right and 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 he to for for it being Discount Tire like a big franchise he took care of his of his team right like we would do like um he wouldn't do it often but like he would like to grill not him but like he would be like hey does someone want to grill on on a, on a saturday or something um he'd go and like buy like breakfast or or like buy Chick-fil-A at random times um, and again, not like he did that too often, but like, you could tell, like he, like he would send someone to go get food or, you know, he would like, you know, so you could tell like there was some, some, some effort on him to make sure like Hey, like you guys are, you know, you guys are good. And, um, yeah, so like with that kind of boss, so to speak, well, he was the boss. Everyone was willing to work hard. And when he said, Hey, you guys got to push harder. Everyone would push harder because we understood, uh, uh, the boss man, Right. Uh, we understood like what he wanted and, and what his goals were. And, and that's another thing. Like he was very transparent with what, what, what he wanted to do. Right. Like he's like the, the store that he took over, wasn't doing the best. Um, and they put him there. So it was like, Hey guys, like the store for the last like three years has, has been under, um, performing. Um, so that's why I'm, uh, that's why I'm here and this is what we need to do. And here's the goals that I have. And like, here's how, how, how we're going to change things up. So he was transparent. He let us in on the goals. He would say like, Hey, like, guys, like, if you guys want to get paid more, like we got to perform better. And just very transparent. He set goals, like it just overall, like a, a great boss to have, especially at such a young age. To see like what, like a you know, you could just look around and say like, okay, people actually want to want to want to work. And again, no one cared about changing tires, right? No one wants to stay there for for twenty five years changing tires. But you could just you could just tell, like, okay, you know, Jason, hard guy. He'll put some pressure on you, but overall, he's looking out for his team. Um, so so it, it was great to see like the transparency of like okay, you know, okay, like we see what he wants, we we see his goals, we see why he's here. Um, And everyone kind of, you know, I I don't want to say we all, like, you know, got behind them and, like, we were like, yeah, let's get after this. But you you just, there was a distinct uh, difference between, like, having that kind of environment where boss man is telling you what he wants and, like, what the goals are and, you know, looking out for you versus, like, at the carpet cleaning company where, like, there was no transparency. There was no reason ever given about why they're doing things. They were always just trying to, like, you know, kind of use the hammer to to set their own rules and, like, so a, a very big contrast between the two. So again, applying this to your business is that like, you know, if you do hire someone, um, it's like, are you, have, are you are you involving them in the business, right? Like, even if it's just one person, it's like, do they know why you're doing things? Do they understand the goals, the vision? Do they understand what like why they're there? And, and I know it sounds funny, like, but even with just one other person in your organization, like, it makes a big difference to make sure that they're happy, that they're aligned with you, that they understand the vision and what they want to do. Because you know, it, if you treat if you don't take it serious with one person, you can't wait till your team is five people to be like, oh, maybe maybe I should be transparent. Maybe I should share the goals. Like that starts with just one person. Even if it's someone that you're paying cash part-time, it starts right there. So, um, but for sure, like th- the biggest thing about Discount hire was definitely the operations. So like the way it would work is, um, so like on, on an ideal day, right? Because sometimes, like, we would be short-staffed, too many cars, not enough bays, whatever. So, things would go out of whack sometimes. But it would be um, the crew chief goes and pulls the vehicle. Actually, let me start that over. The the crew chief looks at the work order, and he goes and pulls the tires from the stock. And he sets the tires at the first bay because that's where the vehicle is going to be pulled in. So, he sets the four tires on the first bay. Um... And then, and assuming that the, there's going to be two techs at one bay, and they're just waiting for that vehicle to be pulled in. So the, cusp, the, the crew chief is going to go, get the keys, get the vehicle, and pull it in. Then the techs put the, I forget what they're called, but basically they put these, like, rubber things underneath the vehicle so they can lift it on the lift. The crew chief gets out the vehicle, he grabs the work order again, and he talks to the two techs. He said, hey, guys, we're going to change all four tires. Um... We're going to change all four tires and keep the left rear, keep the passenger rear, patch that up, and throw it in the trunk, right, depending on what the customer wanted. Um, so then, boom, the the techs get to doing that. So as a tech, um, they let out the air. I'm sorry, they get the, 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 the gun, they take off the lug nuts, they pull the wheel off, they stack them at the tire changer, they start letting out the air, depending on the wheel, the valve, all that jazz, but keep it simple they start releasing the air. If they want to rush, they could put, I forgot what it's called, but they could put it on the valve and then hit it. And then it just rips out the valve. So air gets out of there faster. As the air is being released, they start hitting the, the tire with the tire changer. They, uh, they unbeat it. They set it on the, the tire changer. They clamp it down. And then they start using the machine, take off the tire. Um, and then the other tires already stacked there, right? So it could be that one tech. So there's two techs, one well, one vehicle, right? They're pulling off four off. One tech takes off the, let's say the, the passenger front, right? And then he takes it off and he goes to the tire machine and he starts working on that one. At the same time, the, the second tech, he's going to pull off the remaining three. So as he's finishing up that first tire that he pulled off, changing on the tire changer, um, he's going to throw it into where you put the air. So as he's his main priority is going to be working on just uh, uh, mount, dismounting and mounting the tires. Once that's done, he's going to start airing them up. At the same time, the second tech is going around all the wheels and and cleaning off the hubs because you're supposed to clean them off. He's going to clean off the hubs to prepare it to bring the the, the wheels back so we can mount them. And again, it's, it's going to be a little different based on how busy it is and like all that jazz, but just keeping it super simple. So then as the first tire is ready to go, the second tech is going to grab that that wheel, go into the balancer, balance that one, and then go uh put it onto the wheel. So it's. The, the first guy's primary goal is to install the tires. Once that first entire tire is, is, is uh, aired up and ready to go, the second tech will now, his job is going to be to just balance all the, all the wheels. And if he has enough time, he'll try to go and mount it before the next wheel is done. Um, and again, there might be one, two, depending on how big the store is, one, two, or three crew chiefs, which there might be like, there might be like one, two, three, or four bays working at a time. So that's literally, how it is the, that's literally how it is the entire day of the crew chief pulling tires, sitting there, pulling the vehicle, talking to the techs, getting to work. And so the techs or techs, the crew chief, if needed, if it's that busy or they're that shorthanded, he will start working on vehicles. But his job is the main thing is, is pull tires, pull vehicles, deliver vehicles, talk to the techs. Um, and again, like when things get a little haywire and it's getting busy, or things are just going out of out of like you know things have to have to be like you know an audible. The, like one sales rep might come to the back to just kind of speed up the process a bit to catch us up on work, but for the most part, there's gonna they're, they're just gonna sell. Um, and again, like th- that's what I learned. Like it, it, it's nothing like crazy outrageous, but like just seeing like an actual you know because Discount Tire is like a multi billion dollar company, so seeing like this this company like have their system so down packed. It's like that's what exactly I try to model with detailing. Again, not that I'm saying hey, you know, the crew leader doesn't know. it's just like seeing how they run things and how they do things and like how can you apply that to detailing. So if you're at Starbucks, like that's another great way like like what I like even on my laptop, I have I have I've downloaded the documents on, like, how they train employees. Because, like, imagine, like, how do they train baristas? Like, how, how do they st- how do they make sure everyone knows what everything is and they have all, like, how do they do that? Right? Like, do they hire the best people that already know coffee and that love Starbucks? I'm sure some of them do. But for the most part, they have a system in place to make sure whoever comes to through this, to this store or through this brand, we're going to get them up to speed on, like, how to become a barista and how, how, you know, how do you know that the, that, and I know nothing about coffee, but, you know, they're going to know, you know how this coffee is supposed to taste, and how many pumps of this, and you know how you're supposed to do this, and what's the lingo for that? Like they're gonna understand all this. That way, when we put them behind the counter, they're working. You know, as a you know as as anyone else that's been in there for for three years. Um. So yeah, so, like literally, like look at wherever you're working at, or or look at you know wherever you did work at, and say like, how do they do things? Because even on when they hired um even when they hired me, it was like three hours of video training. And then, like, two hours of, like, hands-on training. And then after that, like, they kind of put you in. But even when they put you in, like, it's not, they don't put you on difficult vehicles or, like, they kind of understood, like, okay, hey, it's going to take time. Like, we understand this. Like, you know, take your time. Like, we, we, we want you to make sure you're doing it right, not fast. Um, So it's the same thing here. Like, I, I, everything that I learned there is, like, I, I do here as well. Like, the exact same thing. And, again, like, this is when I learned everything back in, in 2019. And I'm still carrying over those lessons in 20. 2022 uh on 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 our operations you know so it's like and and, and don't just stop there like wherever you go or, or your, whatever favorite or whatever brand that you use or whatever company you service like if you call an, an electrician or a plumber or an HVAC whatever the case may be to come fix your whatever at your home location what was the process like right um when you called the company who picked up was it the owner was it a sales rep was it a receptionist uh, was it a was it a customer service rep? When they scheduled you in, how much information did they ask about you? As far as like you know, did they just get your name and number? Did they get your name number and you know all these other details? Um, you know, and and, and when they scheduled you in, did you get a confirmation? Did you get a tech confirmation? Did you get an email confirmation? Did you get a phone confirmation? Did you already know the tech that was going to come out to your home to service your, to service your home? Did it give you a time window? Was it a specific date, right? Did they actually arrive on time? How was the experience between you and the tech, right? Did they make you sign something? Did they, were they dressed? Were they like, look at their entire process of what they're doing and just take away a little, you know, golden nut that, that you can from their operations. Uh, I mean, and, and that's what I always do with Lex. Like when I went to go look for a new vehicle um, and I was setting up appointments to to test drive vehicles, um, one of the dealerships, um, When I scheduled the appointment, I got, I received in total, I think six confirmations. It was one email. It was one text, like three emails. I think I got two phone calls actually. I got one from like the receptionist or whoever that was. And then one from the sales manager and then two emails, two texts. It was just like, they bombarded me with confirmations, um, you know, good or bad. I don't really know. But I'm saying, look, like you look at all their processes, and then I told Legs, was like, dang Legs, look at this. Like, I, I scheduled the appointment, and then I had the live chat confirm, I had an email confirm, I had um the whoever confirm, I had the sales manager confirm, I got another email confirm. Like they're confirming five, six different times for my appointment tomorrow, right? And I was like, bro, we're doing it twice. Like we send an email confirmation and a text confirmation two days and three days before the detail. Like they're sending five or six confirmations in a day." Um, so it's, just like, it, it just like, you kind of see like how other companies are, are running things and you just, you just take some of those things that they're doing and fit them into your organization. So, so when I say like discounts higher, um, helped me grow my detailing business. It wasn't like, you know, from the marketing or the sales or, or anything like that. It was, it was more so of like, um, it was more so the fact that like on the operation side. Right. Of of how they hired and how they trained and how they have their systems in place and how they you know, how each position has, you know, their own specific roles. And, you know, what do you, you know, uh, having a good work culture and, how to, you know, being a good boss and, you know, like just so many lessons that I learned from Discounts Hire that I still apply to this day. Like when I'm thinking about things or systems or like our operations, like I think about Discounts Hire, um, which is great. Like, again, like I I would have not been able to have this kind of experience or or wisdom, if you want to call it had I not worked there for a year, because I had a year to like dive deep into like how things ran and like how things were and like why things were like that. And like, you know, how some employees that just don't have that mindset or that work effort, work ethic don't really last long or how that differs from someone that just is like ready to rock and roll like Mike. And, you know, it just, it, it really gave me a big insight and it just, it, it's, it, it's, it's, is like invaluable information to be. Um, and obviously, like again, like the only way I was able to get this is because I actually worked at Discount Tire for a whole year. So, again, my tip, my thing with you is that, like, wherever you're working at right now, if you have a day job, how what information can you take away from there to apply to your detailing business? And where, whatever, whenever you're doing anything, you know, outside with other businesses, whether it's you know, with whatever business, right, entertainment, whether it's like a service, whether it's whatever. Look at their operations. Like, just what was the process from you reaching out to them to you booking with them to you getting their service, whatever, whatever it is. Like, what was that entire process like? And did you like it? Did you not like it? What would you have changed? And then, what can you take from there and implement it into your detailing business? All right, learn things from other industries. Don't just stick to detailing. Don't just look at other detailers. Look at every everything else that you have going on in your life that you're like transactioning with, because like that's it's just a great way to learn. So. I'll end it right here. Um, if you have, if you want to download the ultimate guide to start your detailing business, if you want to check out Jobber to get a free 14-day trial plus 20% off your first six months, um, you can check all that in the show notes down below. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can just check the description box. Thank you very much. Hopefully you learned something and I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.